Okay, let's begin. Parsha Shaiftim. Welcome back to the Poppers of the Year. Here we go. Quick summary of the Parsha. Only 97 psukim in this week's Parsha, but it's chock filled. So we begin with appointing Sanhedrin that sit in the base of Migdash and not planting Asherah or any other trees by the Harbai. It's an excellent name. We're going to speak about Pigol. Um, thinking about things that disqualify a carbon, and then avoid desara and the punishment of skilo, whether it's a man or a woman that does avoid desara, they get punished. We then speak about if things are not understood by the small courts, they have to bring things to the great high court in Yerushalayim. And then the Zakein Mamre, who rebels against the high court, now he gets stoned and he gets killed. And then we speak about the Melech, and his special rules that he's not allowed to increase too many things, and the Mishnah Torah, the second Savior Torah that he has to have. Then we go on to the Matanois Kuhuna, the Zraya, the Kayayim, the Keva, uh, Truma, and with the, well, because Akash Baruch chose them to be Shares, and we speak about the fact that they're able to, to jump in at any time and bring their own carbon, even if it's not the time of their shifts, and during the Yom Taivim also, they're allowed to go, and there's no shifts during Yom Tev. Pretty much a free-for-all, they could all do the Avedah. Um, then we go on to the Moilech and Kishuf, and they're, they're, they're put to death. Tamim Tiyam Hashem don't rely on any of these, uh, you know, metaphysical other stuff. HaKash Baruch is going to give you Nevi'im, Nevi'a'ms, and the punishment of the Navi Shekers, then we're going to kill him. Then we go into Reitzayach and Golis, the Ari Miklot, and Leisasig Vulriacha, not to overstep your boundaries into somebody else's boundaries in Eretz Yisrael. Okay, then we go into the Edom Zaynim, Kasha Zomam, the Koyin Amulchama, when you go out to war, what he tells the people, and he sends people home, the people that are Yorvi Achalevav, and the people that have a new house and new, new wives, etc. Then we go into when you make a Mulchama against another nation, you have to offer them peace, but the Zayin Amim in the seven, seven nations of Canaan, we don't offer them peace, we say war is war and kill them all out. There's no hope for them to have any peace with you because they're going to teach you the ways of Avaydazara. We then say that if you are uh, surrounding a city and creating a siege, you have the Isra Baltashkis, don't cut down a fruit tree, and then finally comes the parasha of Egla Arufa. If somebody dies on the road, um, we don't know who killed him and where he came from, so the closest city has to bring a special type of kapara. Let's begin. Shaiftim v'shaitrim. So number one, the mitzvah of appointing shaiftim, the Sefer HaKinuch says, applies at all times. We don't, we're not really absolved from the mitzvah nowadays. And really we have a chiv, if we have the ability to appoint dayanim who have the ability to enforce the law, both to punish somebody who does something wrong and also to coerce people to do the right thing. You don't want to put on villain. Are you sure you don't want to put on villain? Are you positive you don't want to put on villain? And before you know it, I'm sure he'll want to put on villain. So part of, that's part of the mitzvah. They go together. Shaiftim vishaitim. Both the ability to judge and the ability to enforce all the judgment. And the Sefer Kinnik says a beautiful thing. Look, Chayra, you're creating a police state. You're creating just a situation of fear. Everyone's just doing something because you have shayfrim and shayfrim. Shayfrim sit in base of address all day. But the shayfrim's mitzvah is to go around inspecting and looking. You know, going to businesses to make sure the scales are correct. And tons and tons. Wow! This is a police state. This is, this is tyranny. What kind, of, what kind of country are you going to run? Zog to say, Frachinuch, Hergel Nasetava. You're right. It's going to start off fear. 
But once you get used to it, it becomes your teva, it becomes your nature, and then you're going to do it out of love when you finally start understanding things as well. And this is pretty much how every single family starts off. This little two-year-old kid wants to stick his finger into the socket or hold something that's muksa or carry on Shabbos or whatever it is. Bang! A little slap here, a little slap there. You take away the notch because you're going to make a bracha. Whatever it is. You hate me. It's a police. It's a police state. What kind of tyrannical parents is this? They take away food from a kid because he didn't make a bracha. I'm not going right now into and everything. But the point is, you're incapable of starting things off with a hava. The way to start things, things off is with yira, and eventually when a person has seichel and comes to understand things, then they could develop the ahava. Uh, uh, when they're already used to doing it, it makes it so much easier for the ahava to work out. But if you just start with the ahava, then things are going to fall and falter, and like the Gemara says, it's very easy. When you're not in the mood, you don't have the ahava, you're not going to do it. So you have to first start with Yira, create a Hergul, and once you're used to it, there's nothing really stopping you from doing it, then you could plug in Ahava, and the thing won't go away from you. So that's the mitzvah of Shaitim Shaitim, to abhorrent those people. We don't have it nowadays in this country because we're incapable of having Dayanim to enforce it. And part of the mitzvah is that they should have the ability to enforce it. But still, there is Indian that every single town should have Dayanim. In the base of Migdash, it was set up specifically with a very careful order. There was the Reish, or the Nasi. Under him was 70 Dayanim, who also were well, well-versed in other Chachmas as well, even Kishif. Like the Gemara is going to say, but you are supposed to learn about Kishif in order to know who's a Kishif Macher and who's not, who deserves death. So they have to know a little bit about everything. These were the tremendous Chachmas. They had to know all 70 languages as well. Of those 70, one of them is called the Avbezdin. So the Avbezdin and the Reish is different. There's the Reish, and there's the Avbezdin who's one of the 70. Besides for those people that sit in the Lishkas Agazas over there, in the base of Mingdash, part of it was in the Kaidas, part of it out. Besides for those 70, there were another two Bateidinim in the base of Mingdash. Of 23 and 23 each. That's why it says when you have a mitzvah, you go to Yushalayim. Part of that old mitzvah to go to Yushalayim to bring your kabanas and to bring your food over here was because you're exposed to just so much chachamim. It's unbelievable. You walk in the base of Midrash, forget about the Kalyan and Leviyah. You're surrounded right off the bat by 117 chachme Yisrael, the top elite gedolei chachamim Yisrael. Just, you know, milling around over here, 117 of them, besides the Kalyan and Leviyah. So that exposure is a tremendous, tremendous elevation for anybody that goes up to the base of Mikdash. Okay. The last passage right before Shaftim was Ish Kematnas Yablik Kirfirkas Hashem Eloikecha Ashenos Anlach. Says the Hamakdavah, says in the Tziv, what's the connection between Shaftim and the last passage of the last parsha? Bracha! Because when you have honor and respect and you appoint and support and partner with Chachamim, with Tamid Chachamim, with Shaitim, takeif letamel Chacham Bracha. It's one of the few things that we say in Shas, our takeif are immediate. In the Gemara it says, takeif lamayim achroinim Bracha. Immediately following my achroinim, you make Rikza You're not allowed to have any hepsik. Takeif le... I know what the other takeifs are. I forgot what they are. But one of them is takeif... Take if Latamakakam Bracha. As soon as there's a partnership in supporting Chachme Atayra, you're blessed. 
And that's why Shaftim Shaytim Titim When you appoint a Rav upon yourself, when you have a Rav, when you appoint Shaytim Shaytim, take if this bracha, only good things coming back from it. As Isaac, then it's if. Okay? and all your gates and Eretz Yisrael, you need more than in Chuzlarz. It says in Chuzlarz, every single large community has to have Dayanim L'chol is three per community. And in Eretz Yisrael, even the smaller communities of just 10 houses, they also need to have Dayanim. They also need to set up courts. So Eretz Yisrael needs more Shaitim B'Shaitim than even in Chuzlarz. And they darshan this also when they get to B'chol She'arech and all of your gates. Every single person says, L'chai, you, B'lashen Yachin. L'chai, the mitzvah of Dayanim is something about all of Kaisra. What's this thing of Titein L'chai? You personally make a Shaitim. A judge upon She'arecha. Your She'arem. Those are the gateways that expose you to the world. Five senses is how your body absorbs the world around it. Hearing, seeing, aroma, taste, feeling. The five senses are your she'arim that the outside world comes into you. And you need to have the You need to have judgment. You need to have a cheshben anefesh. You need to have judgment. And you also have to have shaitim. What does it mean, shaitim? You have to take things upon yourself, safeguards, to ensure, to enforce, to make sure that things work out. If you do something wrong, where's that class? What are you doing about it? Are you fasting? You didn't have vera? Are you punishing yourself at all for it? You need shayftim and shayftim upon yourself as well. And perhaps you could say that the Eretz Yisrael and the Makim Kaddish, you need even greater need for shayftim and shayftim. That's the tremendous, tremendous, holiest, holiest of places inside of the human body. And that is the lev and the mayach, the midas of a person, like the Raman says, need more cheshman and effort and shuva than even our maizim. Okay, says tzedek, 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 Chase after tzedek. Chase after tzedek. Radifa was like when you chase something to knock it down. Like to kill a roidev, you know? A roidev. Like it says, roidev shalim. Some of us say, roidev shalom means that when you see two rishayim that are in cahoots with each other, be roidev that shalom to destroy it. Break, break up that partnership so that they fall apart. What does it mean over here to be roidev tzedek of the martyr shemesh? My zeta, 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 zeta. Says tzedek. If you're a tzaddik, the only way for you to be a tzaddik yeah. is tzaddik tirdayf. Chase down that title of tzaddik and destroy it. If you think of yourself a tzaddik, you ain't no tzaddik anymore. The way to get to tzidkus is by not looking at yourself. It says even if a hundred people say that you're a tzaddik, don't believe them. If a hundred people say you're a Russian, also don't believe them. Always believe that you're a Benani and that's it. But you gotta, you gotta dismiss the title of tzaddik from yourself if you talk and want to be a tzaddik. Mm-hmm. says the Pazog, you're not allowed to plant trees, you're not allowed to plant uh, an asher or any tree, and don't make a matzeva, what's the name of matzeva, and Moshe finds it says, a matzeva is a one stone monument, we do that when somebody dies, because they're done, Avedis Hashem, Oila, Mizbeach, Mizbeach, Mekadosh, the Kedush of Yid is Aliyah, constant growth, one brick on top of another, one brick on top of another, that's a Mizbeach, another Indian of the matzeva, the Mizbeach, the Maral Diskin brings down from the Rambam, that says, in Vav Vav Hilchas Akum, says the Rambam, you don't make a matzeva that the goyim gather around to serve their God. Says the Maral Diskin, a very interesting thought. He says the, the difference between the yid and the goy is that a goy's avoida is around God. They make a matzeva, they gather around, it's very external. We come in, Navoya Beisecha, Lishkin Oisecha Yisrael. We go in the sukkah. They say one of the rabbis' his favorite mitzvah was sukkah. It's the only mitzvah you could do in your boots and in your coat. <laughs> in your boots and in your coat, you go into the sukkah. We go into Avoidah Hashem. 
We don't stand on the outside. A mom is part of Hashem's household. That's the difference between a matzeva and a binyan. Shalavadim was a binyan, something you go into. Shetaki interesting, the Mizbeach and the Mizbeach was huge. It actually had these hallways and carriages. You could literally go into it. So, anyway, so he's not the Mariel Diskin. Vaitem. It says by Skila, an interesting passage. It says the guy's going to go do an Avodah Zara. It says Perik uh Pasik Bays and hey by Bays it says you find people doing Avay the Zara, though it says uh, you should take out <coughs> uh Isha um Isha they go and they serve Avay the Zara. Who got a look of a shamat of the Razvei Tave? Pasik hey, take out that woman, take out that man, and you should go and stone them. By the stoning, it doesn't say Ishahu or Ishayi. The Meshachachma has like five pages on this. You can't imagine he talks about this. Why? In the beginning of the Pasuk, it doesn't say Ishahu or Ishayi. And B'shbechla, why is it repeated at the end of the Pasuk at all? Just say, kill them. Why does it have to repeat Ishu or Isha? He has a long maraka about this. But just an interesting chapter from Chaim Kanievsky. He says, Azoi, Ishu Isha, when you take them out to be stoned, when you take them out, that's her Ishahu and her Ishayi. It's as is, as they always was, as everybody recognizes them. But the skila itself, you know, that luck is we undress a person before skila. It ain't the same person that everybody knew him to be, right? So therefore, what, by the actual stoning, it doesn't call him a ishahu or ishahi. And this goes into machloikis, he goes into, there's a shaila if a woman is also unclosed when we do skila upon her. It's a shaila about this, machloikis in the Gemara. And he says, perhaps this is a shtickle remez to the fact that uh, so if it's not the same person that everybody's used to, it's a shtickle remez and a ride to the fact that she also is unclothed. When we say unclothed, we don't mean a completely, absolutely unclothed. The muck and the ervin both is always covered anyway. Okay, weiter. That's a isha uva isha hahi. So Pasuk says, Al pishnayim eidim, eidim yumas hames. On the mouth of two Edim, we kill people. Later on, it says, by Mormon, because Mormon it says, I'll be Shnei Edim, Yakim Davar. Shnei Edim, or Shnei Edim. Zagav Yakim, Kamenetsky, what's the difference? What's really the better way to say it? The better way to say it is Shnei Edim. Shnei Edim, two witnesses. What's Shnei Two, pause, witnesses. Zagav Yakim, Kamenetsky, that's right. Shnei Edim is the way to go. But aid, we know, whenever the Torah says the word aid, it really means two. So when the Torah says Shnei Edim, with two Edim you kill people, I would think that for killing people, you need two times two. You might think you need two groups of Edim in order to kill somebody. So the Torah avoids that by saying Shnayim, you kill by the mouth of two, who happen to be Edim, but not two Edim. It's two people who happened to be Edom. Now once I know that for death, the Torah does not require two groups, there's no concern of you making that mistake by money that you should need two groups. If for death, just two actual witnesses is enough, certainly for Mominus also, two witnesses will be enough. So when it comes to Dini Mominus, you can say straight up Shnei Edom, there's no room for a person to mistake that maybe by Mammon you should need four Edom. And that's why I say Shnei Edom. So he's not going to be Okay? So we know why you have to say Shleish if you say Shnaim. We learn from here that even if you're a fifth wheel, you ain't doing much to help the situation. You're considered part of the group. If the Torah says to punish a third witness by Edom Zaymim, 
Even though he's not doing much. What do you mean? The dinner's already passing with two. What's the third guy doing? He's, you know, he's, he's a cherry on the top. And still he gets punished and we're going to kill him. Calls the game, calls the game when you do a mitzvah. Even if you're not playing a crucial role, you weren't needed. You know, your, your father's carrying something home. Say, Tal, let me help you. Oh, I'm strong enough, boy, you know. Let me help you. Get your, your help. <laughs> he didn't need your help. You got a mitzvah. You got a mitzvah. You join a minion. You got a mitzvah. Anytime you get involved, there's a, there's a collection for tzedakah. People are giving $180, $500, $10,000. You give a dollar. It's uh, so nothing. No. No. This is a tremendous chesed of HaKadosh Baruch that by you joining, it applies to Ra also. <laughs> but if it applies to Ra, so Rabbi Akiva certainly would apply, it applies to Torah as well. That joining, even if you don't really play a role that makes a difference, so it's like by joining that group, this is the Indian that says the Gemara, what's the best answer before Yom Neroyim? Coming, it's already El Rosh Chesh El tonight. What's the answer of Yom Neroyim? I got a lot of others. What's the best answer? Join the crowd. Be a person that's partnered with the Tzibur, a person that the Tzibur needs by you becoming part and a, a, a member of a Tzibur. That's your schos. Because the Tzibur Zik are going to get a good Gemardin and therefore join the Tzibur. Like the famous story with the guy who failed the test and he stuck it in the pile of papers. Right? Everybody knows it? Zog, the parasha of Eiter. It says, V'kam to Elisa, you're going to get up and you're going to go, Hashem, the place that HaKadosh Baruch Hu chooses. This is finally the one place that gives a little hint to where the basic mix is going to be. All over the Torah, keeps on saying, the place Hashem's going to choose, the place Hashem's going to choose, I don't know, where's Hashem's going to choose? Where's going to be the place Hashem's going to choose to dwell in Shechina? I have no idea. Oh, V'kam to Elisa. No matter where you are in Eretz Yisrael, this is going to be a place of elevation. You're going to have to go up. That's a Dov that Melech figured out that the Makim Amikdash is in Yushalayim. Yushalayim is the highest place. And in Yushalayim, it's going to be Harbayis. And it says that Doye, God Doye, was jealous that David figured it out. And he couldn't figure it out. I saw from a Volson, he says, what's that? David was jealous. Doye was jealous. It says that Doye knew everything. You couldn't stump Doye on anything. So what's proud? He's jealous of David. He knew this one thing. Teretz is because... What's Pshat in the Makkah of Mikdash? This, in, in the place of the world, the Makkah of Mikdash was the Evesh it's the, it's the root of the world. And Doig understood that only somebody who's the Shama is the root of Klai Yisrael is going to have the ability to figure out where the root of the world is. And therefore, when David HaMelech figured it out, he says, Ah, oh, I see David HaMelech is the chief of Klai Yisrael and nobody else. And that's what got him. That's what got him upset. Volson also adds that just like in place and also in the Shamas, there's also a root in Zman. And the root of Zman, he says, whenever the Torah says Makim without explaining what the Makim is, it's referring to Yushalayim. Whenever the Torah says Hayoyim, it's referring to Rosh Hashanah. It's the root. Okay? So Melech, Melech, we know in Big Yavis it says Melech has Shloyishim Ailas, he has 30 things. How many does a Kayin have? Kayin's pretty cool, but hey, Melech's got a little more, Yosef, come on. Kayin's got 24 things, a Melech has 30 things. Look, the Zerah Shimshin in Pirkei Yavis, the Tolda Shimshin, why is it that a Melech has 30 milas? He says, because a Melech has six more than a Kayin. A Kayin is like prime time Klaisel. Really, every single Jew, the Bechar, should have been a Kayin. They failed because of the ego. But you see, really, any Jew Ba'etzim should have that capacity. But we didn't live up to it. So the crowning jewel of the Jewish people is a Kayin. Yosef, you got that? And a Kayin has 24 minus. But on top of that is somebody that's the greatest shayfate of Klai Yisrael is the Melech. 
So the Melech has six things on top of a Kayin. That is, Loi Sakir Ponim, Loi Sata Mishpat, Loi Sikak Shechad. Three things not to sway his judgment in Din. The Melech and any Shaifet has to be very careful. And on top of a typical Shaifet, the king has even more. Three more. Loi Arbenashim, Loi Arbekezev, Loi Arbesusim. So since a king has six more uh, b- prohibitions, Loisa says, over a shayfe, over a over a kayin, he has the thirty milas. That's the milas akuna of thirty over the twenty-four of a kayin. Okay, so we know that when Shlaim Melech went and got married to all his wives, so the yud went up to the banishal and complained. He says, what's going to be with me?" He says, and and Shlaim Melech <laughs> took too many wives. Now Shlomo Melech said, what's the whole reason why lo yabalei nashim? You can't have too many wives because they're going to sway your heart away from Hashem. My wisdom is heavier than anything in the world. Nothing can sway me. And boom, he got swayed. So number one, my Roshiva is from the Bible. used to ask, did Shlomo Melech make a mistake? We are calling him the greatest Chacham. Pretty schwer to say he made a mistake. So what happened? He, he understood his wisdom cannot be shaken. So what happened? Did he make a mistake? No, he was right. He was right. His wisdom was so heavily and rooted and strong and broad and all-encompassing, you cannot sway his mind. Except that the Tyrus says that it might. And that gives a supernatural against all science against all svara, against all logic, ability, for the mind to be swayed. That's what the Roshiva learned, the same thing with Shemayata. You're not allowed to read in front of a ner on Shabbos, because you might come to tilt the ner. Comes along one tana, and he started reading in front of a ner, and he was almost mata. Some says he was mata, he was almost mata. He says, oh, I, I could He says, Kama Gedolim, the words of Chazal, that they said Shemayata. What does it mean, Kama? The Roshiva learned, that you're right, he understood that he's so self-disciplined, he's not going to turn up in there. You know, he, knew, he knew it, he's not going to turn up in there. Yeah. Look how great the words of Chazal is, that by them saying Shemayate, that caused that ability in me to make the mistake of Shemayate. Naturally speaking, nothing could have gotten me to turn up the flame on Shabbos. But Chazal's words could do that. If Chazal said Shemayate, that'll make a Shemayate. If Hashem says that the women will sway his heart, that'll make it sway the heart. Not because naturally speaking, any woman could sway the heart of Shlomo Melech. It's impossible to, to change his mind. But because the Torah says so, it'll happen. Okay, the Vilna Gaian says, the Vilna Gaian says, every single thing that we have in the Torah has many, many, many multiple reasons behind it. There's 49 reasons for good, 49, for everything. And just because the Torah gives one reason for something, and that reason might not apply, there's many other reasons behind the scenes as well. And therefore you can never go and say, based on this reason, hey, I could do this today, because I'm not affected by it. The Sefer Chidok says, a guy says, I could look at inappropriate stuff, because it doesn't do anything to me. I'm very cold-blooded. You know, these things don't excite me. You can't say that. (laughs) Because once Chazal asked something, the Torah asked it, it's also regardless of what you think will end up being the consequences. It's also, there's many reasons behind it besides for the reason that's exposed. Okay, why do you complain? Of all the letters of the Pasuk, why the Yud? Because what was Shlaim He's learning it was a mistake. Shlaim mistake was, the Pasuk doesn't say, 
you may not have a lot of women. It says, Loi Yarbe. He may not have a lot of women. Says the Torah is not telling me not to take too many wives. The Torah is telling Bezdin to keep the king in check. Make sure that he does not make too many wives. So when they tell me to stop, I'll stop. Until then, I can keep on going. He learned that that was a responsibility of Bezdin to let him know when too much is too much. So he didn't take the responsibility upon himself. And that's why the Yud of Loyarba says, Abishter, why'd you make me a Yud? You should have made me a tough. <laughs> why a Yud? What's Taka the reason the Torah wrote a Yud? Because since there was not a Melech yet in Klai Israel, and not necessarily did they ever have to be a Melech, it only depends on Klai Israel asking for a Melech, that they're going to make a Melech. So since it's just theoretical, that there ever would be a Melech, and there was no Melech to talk to at the time. The Torah doesn't write Loisarba. The Torah writes Loyarba. But the truth is, it's Taka, the king's own responsibility. And this, I think, is, by the way, the theme of the entire parsha is, is taking responsibility and accountability. The whole parsha, Shoyifteh, Meshoyiteh, and Titan, Eglarufa, some guy died, and, the, and then the Zikinim are coming out, please give us a kapara. What kapara? They didn't do nothing. We take responsibility for it. The king's putting the responsibility on Bezin. It's like a Talmud in Yeshiva. Well, my rabbi didn't tell me. Yeah, rabbi, you know the laws, you know the rules. Do it yourself. You need somebody to tell you? Take responsibility. Okay? That's the loyarba. So the Pazik also says he's loyarba susim. He's not allowed to have too many horses. Because don't go back to Mitzrayim Laman Harbo Yisus in order to inc- increase the sus. How do you go from Moshin Rabbin to Moshin Yachitz? Susim to Sus. You like the word Sus from Purim, right? From Susa. Many horses to Sus. He's not allowed to have a lot of horses. And don't go to Mitzrayim to increase the horse. Horse. There's two tactics of a king. Of course the king knows that he shouldn't have too many horses and his cavalry and his army. Why not? Because it's going to lead him to rely on the power of his horses. The horses in those days were like the F-35 nowadays. You had more horses, you won a war. That's how it worked. That's what it was. was. Horses made you win the war. But a king having too many horses is going to put his reliance on physical strength as opposed to the Bainishalim. But you know what a king could do? He could send out his men to all the horse markets in the world and start bidding up the horse markets so much so that nobody else could afford them. Buy them out, buy up all the horses and kill them. So that at least no other nation will have horses against you. On that, the Pasik says, Laman Harbois Sus. You're not allowed to do this even to increase the value of a horse in order to make it unaffordable for anybody else to get a horse. That also is usher. To go up and buy up the whole horse market just to kill a man or whatever it is, just to make it that other people got, that also is usher for a melech. What? Sam Seifer. Okay, it says that he has to have a Mishnah, so if he has to have a Mishnah, Torah, a second Seifer, Torah, Laman, Yilmad, Liyira, Hashem. So this is like his Musa Seifer. You know, it's like the Mishnah, the Sharm of the King. This wasn't for Stam Limud Torah. this was for Limud Musa. <laughs> Everybody has, you know, the Limrat Torah, you know, you get in your, at least the Vansky Shia for the day. But where's your Musa Seder? The king had to have a constant Musa Seder. Always, always with him. He has to carry around the Musa Seder. 
No one needs to carry around the Musa Sefer, even if you don't open it up. It means like, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I know I'm guilty. I know I could do better. That, even without opening up the Musa Sefer, it's a constant message. I have to work on myself. What is the key I have to work on myself to avoid? The Vilti Yarim Levavai. So that it's hard to not feel exalted and above his brothers. And now there's two types of guys. Every single year, Lechari has an Isra guy with the Pasuk says, You're not allowed to forget. This is Ahara. The Pasuk says, Don't forget God. Who's considered forgetting God? The Baal Gaifa. I amassed my fortune. I was a good salesman. If I would have identified as being a guy, I would have gotten that business deal. No, 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 no. The Abus is the one that gives the business deals. The Abus is the one that gives you success. And when you think it's yourself, Balgaiva, you're forgetting about God. That's an Isra in all of Kaiso. Melech has an additional Isra of Gaiva. And that's Levilta Yarmulvavi Alechov. Not to be bossy on other Jews. First, they said that's terrible midas, that's Aveira. You can't go bossy. Maybe for a king in certain situations, he's allowed to. But for him to feel more chashuv and better than another Jew, even without him doing anything about it, Bilvavai, in his heart. For him to feel more chashuv and better than another Jew, that's the Isra on a king. Now, some say Kalvachoymer, it applies to regular people. If a king who has good reason to think of himself as being better calls a king, we are forewarned, and others say Fakert. A king, because of his great mile and his elevated status, he's warned against any gaiva. But typical people could feel that feeling in their heart. Not that it's a good nida. You know, we're not better than him. You know. <laughs> without showing it, without saying anything, without putting the other guy down. Can you feel in your heart that I'm better? Some say it's not an isidur It's not a good nida. But it's not an isidur So That's not pentishkach. It's a different nida. Okay. So we give the man with Kuna, Pekut Kasmasi Gimel, the Zrayel Achayayim Akeva. Rashi says, Why is it the Zrayel Achayayim Akeva? Rashi brings down from the Darshe Rishumais that it's Keneged Pimchis. Pimchis went in with Roymak Biyadoy, so they get the Zraya. Pimchis Davind, so he gets the Lachayayim, the cheek. And Pimchis went and stuck the spear into the Isha Bikavasa in the private area of the woman. So you get the Keva, you give to the Kehanim. It's an interesting thing. Because of Pimchis, all Kehanim are getting Zrael, Chayayim, and Keva. So others learn differently. They learn that it has to do with the Avodah Sakahuna. That every Kayan, he's doing something with his hand and he's making brachas or he's blessing Klaus. So different, different opinion among many different Rishonim, what it represents. But Rashi is not an interesting Rashi. But perhaps the Rashi's word. Is based on the pasuk. The pasuk says, "Why?" Pasuk hey, "Kivay Baruch Hashem lekechem mikol shvatecha la moy l'shares." From this pasuk, we learn that shares has to be done standing. When you go into the base of mikdash, kayanim levim have to be do, doing the avoda standing. Shares is standing. Perhaps that was the point. What was Pinchas's thing? That he stood up. He stood up. He stood up for the rebbeinu shleim and nobody else. That was a special zchus of Pinchas. And therefore, there's a word of Lamoid Lashares, and Pinchas's Nakuda of Lamoid that he got up. That's why we're giving it his chus. Okay. The pasuk also says that anybody who's um, in the in the pasuk, we learn from here that any slaughterer, a tabach, a sheichet, has to give Zrael Chayayim Akeva to the Kriyan. Everybody does it. So, what are we talking about the sheikhet for? It's coming to tell you. What about a kohen? 
Medlipa. Medlipa. You're a kain. You're a kain. Competition over here. Do you have to give? You go. You take your animal. Zoyel chet. You have to give him your zoyel chayayim lekeva. You could keep it. Can you keep it for yourself? Truma. You have to separate it, so it shouldn't be tevel. But you could keep it for yourself. You don't have to give it to another kain. Right? You don't have to give it to another kain. But we have a special weave in the Pazik that says, If you are a shaykhit, if that's your uh, job, if you do this often, you shaft a lot of animals, then yes, you would have to give the Zoyelachayim to another kain. So just randomly here and there, you do a shita for a garban, you could keep it for yourself. But if you become a shaykhit, you have to give the Zoyelachayim to kain. Okay? What's the understanding of that? What? What's the understanding of that? Just because I can cover a shaykh, it's not exactly given. I don't know. I don't know. Once it's mass production, it's too much to hold back from the other kayanim. I don't know. Okay. I mean, you could say, because then every kayan will be a, will be a shaykhit, and then there won't be any more gifts. So Zohar Kayan Mikeva. You'll knock out the whole mitzvah in the Torah. You save a lot of money, I think. Can you imagine you're going to Rubashkins, whatever, all the places, all the Shaykh to Makayanim. Goodbye. No more Zuel Kiva. No more Mitzvah. There it is. Once you make this your business, you got to give it. Okay. Tomim Tiyam Hashem According to many Shitas, the tough in the Sefer Torah, by the word Tomim Tiyam Hashem is a big tough. The big tough, some say, represents Talmud Shat. Talmud Nevelli Maisa. Torah brings you to Tomim Tiyam Hashem Torah is also Nim Shalomayim. So tough, Mayim. So it's Talmud Torah is Mayim. If you have a Nevis, you're humble like Mayim, and you have Torah, that's going to bring you Im Hashem That's going to bond you together with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rabbeinu Ephraim, a region, says, the month of Tishrei, that's where you got to be totally, absolutely, 100% completely dedicated to Akadah. No coolers, no, no nothing. Tishrei, as soon as you make Tshuva, and the rest of Tishrei, we say, follows the Kedusha. As soon as you make Tshuva, okay. The Chidah brings down a side. I don't know where he gets this from. He says, brought down a Swarim, that if somebody has tough Yamim, if you have 400 days straight, of a virus, you're a lost case of Quran's life. And he says, the opposite is true as well. If somebody dedicates himself completely and absolutely to Hashem for 400 days straight, he will never stray from HaKadosh Baruch Hu again. He will always be bound in Hashem Lekecha. Hashem will not allow him to falter. What? Why 400? I, I don't know. Azayzak Nechida B'Shein Svar Magdashim. He'll end with one more. Shalish Ari Avil, God by the Ari Miklot. Agav, 17, no, sorry, 17, 13 out of 97 Sukkim. The greatest piece of this week's parasha is about the Ari Miklot, taking responsibility. So the beginning of the parasha says, take responsibility for yourself, Shaykhim Shaykhim. The middle of the parasha says, even to take responsibility for Shaykhig, for things that you do by mistake, you're still responsible. And the end of the parasha says, even have to take responsibility for something you didn't know about. You should have known about it. And that's Egla Rufa. And it says Shalish Arim Tavdelacha. It's brought down. I forgot from who. A medrash that says Shalish Arim Tavdelacha. When there's a death, you need an escape. When your own body dies, the spiritual part of you needs to find an escape. So there's Shalish Arim. There's three places that the spiritual part of you escapes to. The nefesh stays in the kever. The ruach 
goes to Gan Eden Atachdain, and the Neshama goes to Gan Eden Ha'elyeh. Shalish Arim Tavdil Mechah. What?